It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, folks, welcome back to our Beyond the Building month where we're looking at the Passion Week. This is right around Easter time using the Reads Bible Study tool uh, that my dad, Kurt Kahn, um, taught us a number of years ago. And we have used it, Laura, many, many months of podcast. Yes. It's a tool that my dad joined us on beyond uh, episode 92. So if you are unfamiliar with what we're talking about, READS is an acronym for read, examine, application, dialogue, and see in the spirit. If that's new to you, I think it's really worth going back, listen to episode 92 so that you can grasp better how Laura and I are using that tool in individual passages during this Passion Week for our quiet times. So what we're sharing is literally from our journals, um, using that tool as we take a look at individual passages. Today, if you want to open up your Bible, we're in Mark 14, 12 to 26. And Laura, we just want to acknowledge that you're here um, <laughs> Laura has been, uh, we're actually recording all of our podcasts all in one day. Poor Laura has had, um, her voice has just been, uh, declining as the afternoon. Yes. On. And so she is, this is our last podcast to record. And, um, we're going to spare her voice a little bit, uh, if we can, just to help her make it through this. But Laura, especially you, we know how much you love to teach and speak up. And I know this is just killing you to be a little bit more quiet, but welcome, scratchy voice and all. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be here. My favorite thing to do in the world is right to read the word of God and to share what he puts on my heart. So voice or no voice, I'm in it, I'm in it for Jesus. So let's do it. Yeah. But in the meantime, I'll read the scripture for today. Sounds good. So Mark 14, 12 to 26, follow along with us if you can. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus's disciples asked him, where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples telling them, go into the city and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him, say to the owner of the house he enters, the teacher asks, where is my guest room? Where may I eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready make preparations for us there. The disciples left, went into the city and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the 12. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened and one by one, they said to him, surely you don't mean me. It's one of the 12, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The son of man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the son of man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples saying, take it. This is my body. Then he took a cup. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them. And they all drank from it. This is the my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. He said to them, truly, I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, 
they went out to the Mount of Olives. So Laura, that's the passage. Uh, what in examine, what did you get drawn to by the Holy Spirit? What was some of your research that you uncovered? I think when I examined this passage, honestly, I got so excited about it because I was recognizing, and I'll explain this in just a second, but I was recognizing that when God speaks to us, when he gives us direction, things that we understand or we don't think we understand in that moment, there are so many layers to everything that God is saying, right? When he speaks into our lives, it's for the now, but it's also for the not yet. And many times he speaks about the past. It's also for the past and the now and the not yet. And I'll see it. I'll show you in just a second. One of the things that I love is that this conversation starts out. I love to put myself in the disciples shoes, right? They're there. They're getting ready for the Passover meal. They don't have a place for the Passover meal. So they go to the rabbi and they're like, where do you want us to go look for this room? And he doesn't just do what maybe every other rabbi would do. Well, go find a room or check out the prices or write whatever it looked like that find a, find a vacant space. Jesus gives specifics. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go and I, you're going to see a man and he's going to carry a jar of water. Now who usually carried the jars of water in that time, guys, a woman right. did, a woman did. but you're going to see a man. He's going to be carrying a jar of water. And when you see him, this is what you're going to say. And when you say that, he's going to show you a large room. And then he's going to say, you can just do it there, right? So everything that Jesus said was going to happen, happened for these individuals in this story. I think if I'm them walking down the street and I see a man carrying a jar of water, I'm like, oh my goodness, Jesus said a man will be carrying a jar of water. Like I'm just seeing myself in this story going, oh my goodness, this is just crazy. But what I want us to see is, Jesus allowed them to have very clear direction for that moment because it was a specific place where he wanted to be, but he wasn't just giving them clear direction and then fulfilling it for them to see for that moment. It was also building their faith for what would come next because the next conversation that we have, Jesus is at a table. He's reclined. They're having this supper in this room. That was such a miracle that God provided. And they're having supper. And all of a sudden, he says, right, this thing that we've heard over and over again preached, somebody in here is going to betray me. And immediately, right, they're all saddened and they're all like, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? Why are they saying, is it me? Why are they not saying, God, how could that happen? Are you sure? Because when Jesus has spoken to them in the past, exactly what he says comes to pass, right? Yeah. And so Jesus gave them specific directions on where to find the room because he wanted them to know that when he said there would be a betrayal, that what he said was going to come to pass. When God speaks to our hearts, it's not just for the moment that we're in, but it's to build our faith for the things that he has next for us. I have some more in a minute. We'll give you a break. I'll, <laughs> I'll go ahead and share. It's interesting. I, I was drawn to the man who owned the property this hat, this room that was prepared. And as I began to work through this, I'm thinking, all right, these are, these are final moments Jesus has with his disciples. He is looking for a significant encounter with them. You think about what's coming. He's going to wash their feet. He's going to serve this last supper. He's going to be speaking final things to his disciples. He's looking for a significant experience with them before he's going to uh, be betrayed and then arrested and 
the rest of the, the story. So in the sending of these two disciples, I was really drawn to this, this room that was already prepared for him. If you look at, he says in 15, he will show you, uh, I'm oh, sorry, when you go into the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you, follow him, say to the owner of the house that he enters. The teacher asks, where is my guest room? Where may I eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. And so this happens, right? Everything takes place just as Jesus uh, says that it's going to. What, what struck me, one of, the, one of the translations I was reading talked about the place settings were already in place. So wow. I'm just picturing, right? I'm picturing in a crowded Jerusalem, because this is Passover, everybody goes to Jerusalem it's a Passover meal and there is a room that's been reserved, but it wasn't like this man knew that Jesus was coming. He was in a state of preparedness, not only in his heart, he had a heart of a servant because here he is being willing to do a menial task like carrying the water. And he also, his heart, his house was prepared. Like physically it was a prepared house. Now, Jesus, let's pull this together. And when you hear my application and dialogue, it'll will make more sense to you. But so you've got Jesus looking for an encounter with his disciples. And meanwhile, he knows where to find a guy whose servant heart is already prepared and whose physical house is ready. So that that to me was where I got it'll make more sense as I share with you my application and dialogue. So what did you get, Laura, for your application? Amen. I will jump into that in a second because I just have one more piece of this examine to go into. And it does work into what you're saying too, Deb, because as, as he goes into talking about the fact that someone's going to betray him, they believe it because they've already experienced Jesus coming through on his word. And then he goes into saying, right, we're going to, we're going to have this meal together. And this is the blood of my covenant. And this is right. My body he starts to say all of these things that they don't understand. They've they've had this meal a hundred times before. They don't understand what Jesus is saying, but you know what? They trust that God has got it and that what he has said is going to happen because he has spoken truth to them in the past. Mm -hmm. And so really that's where I, I just kept sitting. The things that he's working out in your story today aren't just for today. They're for tomorrow. So that when God speaks to you tomorrow, you know that he's going to come through on what it is that he says. My application is, I need to remember that in each step of my story, God is not only orchestrating my steps, he is fulfilling past words, orchestrating my current steps and speaking into my future. Mm. Mm. Now, before I share my application and dialogue, I need to give you a little information about our family because it'll make a lot more sense. Um, we purchased a house in Ocean City, New Jersey um, that was 122 years old. Um, we took it down, we leveled it and we built a, a large home down there. And when we were, before we met with the architect, my husband and I separately spent time with the Lord in a journal and asked the Lord, what is your vision for the house? What's, what's your plan? He said, and he told us, if you seek me for the purpose of the house, I'll give it to you. And then you can have fun building it. So that was kind of the preface for it. The Lord had us build a house that um, has ample rooms with bathrooms in each bedroom. And the 
It's to be used in ministry for uh, pastoral staffs, people who are in full-time ministry who need to get away and have significant encounters with Jesus, right? Where they're away from their responsibilities, something that's going to be able to just bless them with the location to go to and all their meals provided. That's what he told us to build the house for. And so we call it Bethel at the shore and it is, it's been completed um, half a year at this point. And we've had multiple uh, retreats and it's times of refreshing staff retreats, board retreats. It, it has been used already and it's got going to be heavily used um, this spring for things like that. So this, this is where God was speaking to my heart. My application is, I need to remember that God has plans in place already for our house, Bethel at the shore, for his use. So I need to be prepared in my heart to serve, and I need to make sure that the house physically is prepared to host. So now hold that. Let me let me just go ahead and jump into the dialogue because it'll flow together. Debbie, your Bethel at the shore home belongs to me and I'm allowing you to steward it. I have people that I am sending to you. So have your heart ready to serve their practical needs. Keep the house ready for the ministries that are planned already, as well as the unplanned ministry opportunities that arise. Each guest will have unique needs. Some will need a bed and food while they are serving elsewhere. Some need to rest and be refreshed. Some need healing. Some need to see your marriage modeled. But all people who I send need an encounter with me. So as you are food shopping, as you are cooking, as you are washing sheets and remaking beds, or even as you clean toilets, Know that I appreciate having an upper room for the people that I'm sending. These disciples already, these, they had a place that, that was prepared to go to for an encounter with Jesus. And I feel like God is saying, be ready. I'm sending them. And you just need to be the home that's prepared. Have your table set. Be ready. I'm telling you, Deb, that's big. And what I know about you, I just, I think that is just a, uh, very, very timely word for you in this season. And I, I think that's awesome. Deb, my dialogue is this. I felt like the Lord was saying, Laura, I want you to know that I've seen you and every word from the past that you didn't understand. Do you see how it's been used to fulfill your present? The moments that I led you places and you have had specific encounters. Do you recognize my hand during those circumstances? And does it show you that I'm fully in control? Can you not see that I am working a salvation story in and through you that will go into eternity? Celebrate your story for all of the parts you haven't seen. Go and sing a hymn, right? Just like they did at the end there and celebrate me. I just felt like as I went into the sea, Deb, and I drew it down, but it was like a timeline. And I wrote under it the word storyboard, even though it's a timeline, but I, I made a hash mark for like where I am presently today. And then I made some hash marks for the future. And in each of these hash marks, God had me draw an arrow that goes back and an arrow that goes forward. Yeah. Signifying that the place that you're standing in today 
is a fulfillment of what I've spoken in the past, but it's also a, a, a word that will go into the future about what I have I've spoken. I love that about God, Deb. Mm-hmm. The words that he speaks, they're not empty. They're so full of life. They're past, present, and future, right? Mm-hmm. So I just, I love this visual of the storyboard. I used to teach writing. This is not how we taught to write, <laughs> you know, but it, it's just countercultural again. It's what the kingdom is. Oh, my C was actually uh, the, the table that we have down at Bethel at the shore seats 12. It's a big wooden table. And, I, and we have placemats that go on each seat. And I see, I saw that this, I see the table with place settings, you know, with the silverware and the plates. So I see that. And then the next C that I have is every seat filled. Mm-hmm. And that's happened many times, right? Many times. And then I see a clean table again with place settings. And then I see a different group of 12 that's people. Awesome. And that's so awesome. we just, you just think, have it ready. Just that's have awesome. it ready. Right. And that's, and uh, it's just a good feeling, right? That God, my, my place is ready. And he's like, and it adds value to some of the menial stuff that goes into hostessing. That's just not glamorous. It's not fun really. Yeah. But he's like, I appreciate a prepared place. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I love it. He so prepares really, places. Yeah. It makes me excited to, you know, we've got a lot, we've got a lot of entertaining for retreats and events coming up and it, it I don't know, Laura, it just, um, I've never seen, I've never focused on that in this particular scripture and it's reframing some of the prep work that needs to go into place to be prepared for hosting. Amen. It's neat. I mean, I love to do it, but it's added it. There's a, there's a new rhema word, right? That rhema word, the Holy spirit inspired word for my heart. It's settling in deeper Mm. as I prepare to go in this busy season. That's awesome. So, wow. This has been, been quite a wonderful time of just reflecting on the word uh, we look forward to having you guys come back next week. Mark 14, 32 to 42 is the scene in the Garden of Gethsemane. And actually the week three and four, we'll have my dad, Kurt, with us for that. So just thanks for being with us today. And Laura, great job hanging in there today. Laura, with this no voice, has survived four podcast recordings in one day. It's crazy. It's crazy. Good job. Good job, yeah, girlfriend. Amen. Praise God. We will yeah. see you in May. And That's my voice right. will be back. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being part of us. We love you. Happy Easter. Bye-bye. We believe that God will use what we share to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.